Hey everyone, this is Sam Culpepper bringing you the Culpepper Chronicles, where myself and special guests hope to bring you, the listener, more information in regards to self-sufficiency, fieldcraft, survival, marksmanship, gear, and theory with the aids of not only personal experience and opinion, but historical and technical documentation as well. All in the hopes to better prepare you for impending collapse and hard times to come. Now, pull up a seat and let's get down to it. What's up, everybody? This is Sam coming to you with Season 3, Episode 3 of the Culpeper Chronicles. Uh, tonight we're talking about the modern frontier, or I guess maybe postmodern frontier. Yeah, I guess it would just depend on how you want to label it. Uh, to, to preface this, I know everyone has been asking about the uh, episode with my wife for uh, the gardening and homesteading episode. That's still in the works. It's still in the plans. Uh, we've had it really wild as far as like health issues with the kids and stuff lately. Uh, nothing crazy. It's just like one gets down and two are up and two are down and one's up, that type of thing. Uh, and just finding time to sit down for both of us to, uh, to do an episode has been a little bit of a pain. So it's still in the works. It's still going to happen. I just want to let y'all know that and uh, keep y'all abreast of that. Uh, anyways, so anyone who's been watching my Instagram, uh, if you feel important enough to do that, um, has seen lately that I've been talking about doing more with less and modern frontiersmen, and I've made a couple of gear posts and stuff like that on, on, on that regard. And I realize that there hasn't been a whole lot of explanation for that. So that's kind of what this episode is. Um, and it, it has come about because it's kind of been the way my mindset's been trending over the last few months. And, and anyone who is in this is going to do this. The, you'll, you'll kind of jump into it following the crowd, uh, because it's what you see and it makes sense. And then as you go about it, um, you kind of explore and, and self reflect as to, uh, what you really need out of all of it. And in my opinion, you need to be able to do the fighting, do the soldiering, do the patrolling. Uh, all of that has a very core element to everything. However, it's not everything. Um, and, and, and the best example I can give you, and the way I've been thinking about it, is uh, if you think historically to the colonial frontier, um, talking late 1600s, early 1700s into, you know, full through the 1700s and 1800s, but specifically the earlier years, uh, prior to the American war for independence, um, or, or during for that matter, you had folks that felt like the best thing for their family was to go out after working off whatever indentured debt they faced to come to the Americas, um, and strike out on their own into the wilderness. Okay. Uh, these families would typically group together, not all on one plot, but within like, you know, a, a half a day's run or walk or something like that. And sometimes with an eye shot and ear shot, it just kind of depends on the, the geographic area. Um, but they would develop their homesteads and they didn't have mass supply chains. 
they had the peddler that came by once every few months that was bringing stuff. Uh, if they were close enough to forts, because they didn't really have towns, they would have forts and stations um, that, that had trade goods there, they could trade. Um, but the majority of the stuff that they dealt with supply-wise was self-brought. It was self-grown. It was self-brought. It was brought from the land. It was it was salvaged from the land. Uh, if you were a, a crappy farmer but a good hunter, you would trade your game uh, with neighbors as well as Indians that were you know friendly uh, to you and your group. Because not all Indians and Native Americans... I, I'm going to say Indians is what I've grown up saying. I'm, I'm sorry if it's not politically correct. Uh, but not all Indians were uh, hateful to, uh, to settlers and, uh, and those settling the plains. Uh, at least not always that way. Uh, it was a very ebb and flow time frame uh, during the French, French and uh, Indian War and things like that. But all that being said, they had to rely on themselves what they could do and provide for their families as well as what they could trade and work with with other families um, when it came to security it was typically uh, every home for themselves um, except for known uh, besiegements if your neighbor was you know a hundred yards down the creek and there was gunfire going on and you felt sure enough that you could leave enough of a defense in case they were coming for your homestead next you and your sons would go and uh, and try and render aid to your, your friend. And if that wasn't the case, it was typically, if things were bad enough, if there was enough of, like, Indian uprising or marauding or anything like that from, from bandits, uh, everyone would just kind of close up their homes, understanding that chances are it's going to get burned to the ground and they're going to have to restart anyways, uh, and take what they could with them to the forts and stations and hole up together. And you would have multiple, if not massive amounts of families in these forts and stations banding together, providing for each other uh, in order to provide a group security. So how does that apply to what we may be facing going forward? Well, currently we're seeing uh, the situation in Ukraine. Um, We're seeing what that's like for civilians there. Uh, We're seeing what it's like for refugees there. I don't think it's the best example uh, because that was that was a mass militarization of a state um, versus like a collapse situation that we may face in the U.S. Uh, but you have people that are banding together. Uh, typically, when things get bad, you have the vast majority of people who want to try and band together uh, at some point, either at the beginning or kind of midway through, when they realize that self-sufficiency is a lot harder than it looks, and trying to do it all on your own is is not the easiest thing in the world. Um, so we're seeing that in the Ukraine, uh, we're seeing inflation, we're seeing, uh, as far as in the U.S., we're seeing inflation, we're seeing you know rising gas prices, rising goods good prices, we're seeing a decrease in in foods and supplies and things like that on the shelves. Um, a lot of people uh, that have been of the mindset have been kind of putting back, and they've been they've been learning how to process on their own and, and do things on their own with less of a dependency on the supply chain. Uh, and and we've kind of been preparing for that. So going forward, we may end up in the in a state of uh, postmodern frontierism. Uh, we may be small, isolated communities 
that have to band together for uh, survival, for not only sustainment but protection. So if that's the case, if you are if you are not putting the idea of I'm going to go be a soldier on the front lines uh, at the forefront of everything, and you look at it as okay, I've got a family of five, we need to be able to protect ourselves, help protect our neighbors, but survive. If that's the case, you can put less of an importance on the fighting aspect of it. And if you think about the people of the frontier, that's exactly how it was. They didn't strike out every day to go uh, cause trouble and make war. They struck out every day to go hunt game for the table and then had the ability to defend and protect their homestead at the best of their ability um, if they needed to. And that's just, that's kind of the way I feel like we should be going. So while things like plate carriers and chest rigs and belt kit and what, what rifles best and all that are, are always going to be cornerstone arguments and conversations, um, I don't feel like they're going to be, uh, be everything. I don't feel like that should be the hard focus that we're at. Uh, stand by. I will be back in just a moment. Hey, sorry about that. I, uh, I had to hop out and get gas and I don't like being on my phone when I'm stationary in a danger area like that. I just don't like having the the distraction. Uh, but anyways, what I was saying, uh, I don't feel like we have to, or need to focus so much on the fighting aspect. And I know that's, that kind of may seem like blasphemy, uh, at this particular point, or it may seem like a complete 180 from kind of how everything's been going. And, and it is to a slight degree. Um, but it's not at the same time. So one thing to understand is, like I've said earlier, the soldering aspect, the patrol aspect, all that will will be a, a cornerstone. It's a building block that you need to have. Um, but I feel like looking at, especially at Ukraine, like it's a very real-time model of uh, what it will be like to deal with forces that have equal or greater technology than yourself. And I feel like the best thing to do at this particular moment is to focus on self-sustainment and survivability of your family unit. If you have a family unit, if not, you know, then just yourself or, you know, your apartment building, you know, everybody band together type thing. Um, because facing, and I, I know that it's, it's going to upset people to say this, but the Ukraine situation, everyone wants to romanticize it and everyone wants to look at, Oh man, look at these gorillas and they're just, they're, kicking it and they're, they're just really doing this. They're doing all that. But think about if everyone and their mother hadn't dumped javelins on them in the last couple of weeks. Think about if they didn't have all of this aid coming in in the last couple of weeks from, from government bodies. Uh, I, I think that this would have all been over uh, at this particular point on, you know, it's March 13th. Um, I, I think it would have been over last week or the week before. Uh, so that being said, you can't use it as a perfect model of the guerrilla warfare aspect because you're not going to change or you the chances of having logistical support like they are getting right now, uh, is very, very slim. Um, mostly because I don't see social media being as accessible or usable, uh, in the situation that I'm kind of talking about or, or technology at all for that matter. Um, and, I, and I'm not really hedging on the big invasion thing. Could it happen? Yes. Is it something to prepare for? Yes. I think what we're going to see, uh, based off models that I'm kind of projecting on my own, is we're going to have this super, super high inflation, and we're just going to have an absolute degradation of, uh, of socioeconomic 
proportions and, and, and collapse is what we're going to face. So with that being said, uh, I think a better thing to focus on at this particular junction um, is going to be community building. It's going to be learning skills and things to help your community. Um, you don't have to be the world's best gardener, but you can be a gardener. You don't have to be the world's best farmer, but you can be a farmer. Um, no one should strike out expecting or wanting necessarily to be the best at everything. Like, it should always be a want. You should always strive to do your best. But understand that, like, like me personally, I'm never going to be the world's greatest gardener. No matter how much I try, no matter how much I do, I just I do not do well at gardening. Um, I, it's just that's it. that's been my track record. Uh, I'm going to con- continue to try new things and learn new things and do new things in order to make it better um, because it's important. But I do know that I've got a neighbor, you know, two or three two or three houses down, or you know, like a quarter mile at this point um, down. That's an excellent gardener, but he's in poor health. So I could trade him uh, security. For, for gardening aspects. Uh, I could trade him game meat for gardening. Uh, I could, because I'm a healthcare provider, offer him health aid uh, within my ability and scope uh, for gardening supplies or, or vegetables or things like that. Those are the things that are going to be more important than which optic are on your rifle going forward, in my opinion. Uh, having a pack system... And, and it's as much as I love the crossfire packs, um, I'm, I'm kind of rethinking and, and working on some other things. But the reason being is having a pack system that's going to allow you to allocate and move resources of heavy weight. So maybe, uh, again, your neighbor or, or it's your family member um, needs potable water. They, they're, their water filter system's down. You've got a bunch of water in five-gallon jerry cans, and they need it. Well, if vehicles aren't really a viable thing because gas prices are so high that you're having to save it for other things, having a pack system that allows you to basically use it like a mule and carry a decent amount of supplies plus a fifty uh, plus a five gallon jerry can, uh, which is not light if anyone's messed with a five gallon jerry can of water or or other you know liquids, um, is going to do better for you than the latest assault pack. Uh, learning new skills like suturing. I've got a suture kit coming in the mail because that's something I feel is going to be a valuable thing to know. Um, if my kid cuts their hand or my neighbor cuts their hand or whatever, or I screw around and, which has happened in the past, hit myself in the forehead with a uh, post driver and crack that open again, uh, having the ability to suture and keep a wound clean and infection free is going to be much more beneficial than having, you know, a half second reload. So those are the things that I want people to think about going forward in what I'm talking about modern or postmodern frontiersmen. It's understanding that these people, if you were to if, if we're basing it off of anything, it's like I've talked about the colonial frontiersmen. Um, they came out with their families, they were isolated they had the supplies that they had. They had the supplies that they could trade for. They had the skills that they had. They put all of that to use in order to survive. Uh, and we, as generations past that, are a testament to the fact that they did survive. We're doing them a great disservice of recent, but still. Um, they were able to do it with 
much less technological advancements, much less gear, much less supplies, uh, much less knowledge than we have today. So I think that the best thing for us to do is to learn skills right now while we can, which we're a little bit behind the curve, I'm not going to lie. Uh, if you don't have any of these skills, you're, you're a good bit behind the curve. Um, learn these skills. You don't have to be a master at it. You don't have to be a professional canner. But you need to at least have a working knowledge of, of you know, water bowl canning. Of, you know, you may not have a pressure canner. You can't really can meats. But you could at least preserve vegetables um, with a water bowl method. Having that knowledge and ability is going to behoove you. Um, knowing how to salt cure meats. That's something I want to try. Um, if I'm lucky enough, I'm going to try and devote more time to hunting this year. Just in general, hunting and fishing. I'm going to try to learn salt curing. Um, if they can do it, I can do it. That's kind of the mindset I have on it. It's nothing against my ancestors. It's not that I'm calling them dumb. But if they can do it, I can do it. So learning these things, are that should be our goal. Uh, as far as gear goes, because everybody wants to talk gear, um, maybe, like I said, as far as packs go, you should be looking at something that's a little bit more versatile, that can allow you to uh, move between a light day pack load to a heavy multi-day load if you need to go out on a longer trek, to hauling supplies, to having lash points, um, to, do, uh, to lash wood to your pack things like that. You may not necessarily need a full combat load every time you step out your door. You need to have the ability to defend yourself. You may need two or three mags um, plus sustainment and survival gear because it's not necessarily a volatile world uh, in your little area, but you still need to be able to defend yourself and, and your family. And that's where things like modern versions of possible bags and things like that come into play. Um, it's enough to get you out of trouble or to hunt game or things like that, but it's not so much that you're wasting weight on things that you're gonna you're not gonna need. Um, if you're not in a continuous relative fighting situation, you probably don't need as much as I love it a full belt kit LBE loadout of 10 to 12 mags and an IFAC and water and nods and you know uh, field gear and. Uh, surveillance equipment and radios and all the other stuff that we want to buy and tack onto ourselves. But you could trim that down to a couple of mags, a radio, um, sustainment gear, and learn how to incorporate that into your pack to where you can live with your pack. Uh, as opposed to the idea of I'm going to carry a pack until I, I get into contact and then ditch the pack. So uh, it's just, it's a lot to think about. There's a thousand different ways you can go with it. You can go with the idea of uh, old school tech with new technology. So old school designs with new technology. Um, old school materials with new designs. Uh, a, a mashup of all of that. Uh, understand there's trade-offs with everything. Like I, I found with some of the kit that I was testing right recently, it just really wasn't going to work for me. And I was kind of in a position that I needed to move it, so I did. Um, understand that not everything has to be about the soldiering and fighting aspect of it uh, that's kind of the biggest thing there's just if you were to do a pie chart that is a very very small piece of the pie in my opinion uh, because you and it's like I was in a discussion the other day with a guy 
um, and it's no fault to him. I thought it was a great question. He asked me, he's like, hey, um, I'm coming into some money. Should I get night vision? Uh, I've got a base rifle and I've got kind of a pack and I've got kind of this and kind of that, but none of it's very good uh, or it's not the greatest. I could spend that money on that and, and diversify it or sink all of it into low tier night vision. Well, finding has been done for decades without night vision prior to, to now. Um, night vision is technology. Night vision has failure points. It has logistics concerns. You can't eat night vision. Night vision is not going to keep you warm at night. It's not going to clothe you. It's not going to provide shelter. It's not going to provide food for your family outside of, you know, night hunting or something like that. It's a very niche thing. Should you have it if you can afford it and you've got all your other bases covered? Sure. But if you don't, don't worry about it right now. Focus on sustainment things. Focus on medical for your family. Focus on supplies for your family. Focus on storing supplies. Focus on good quality kit that's going to last you because it's made out of durable materials, not necessarily the latest and greatest, thinnest and lightest thing out there because it's going to fray and fall apart on you. Uh, Focus on those things because pretty soon we're going to get to a point where you can't get those things anymore. Um, focus on learning skills. Once you've acquired some of this, this kit that we talk about, go out and put it to use. Uh, my goal is to spend the times that I'm out and about, I don't get to get out near as much as I'd like to anymore just because that's how life is and how family is. Uh, but when I'm out and about, I'm going to be focusing less on trying to be a, a stealthy recon patrol individual and more on setting snares and learning how to set snares and focusing heavier on reading game signs and building improvised shelters and gathering and purifying water and, and building fires and things like that. I'm still going to take advantage of the technology that I have today, but I'm going to focus on the skills that would be needed to survive of yesteryear because pretty soon everything comes full circle and we're going to be back to the needs of yesteryear. Um, so anyways, I, I hope that this episode shares some enlightenment or sheds some light on what I've been talking about with the modern frontiersman mindset. You don't have to agree with me. Um, the chances are many of you listening won't. <laughs> some of you will, many of you will, many of you won't. It's perfectly fine. Uh, but I wanted to give an explanation for the way content will be moving in the future. Um, I'm, I'm still going to focus on some of the things that I have been. I'm still going to, uh, to showcase some things as far as camo and stuff like that. It's just not going to be the, the hard focus of, of what I'm trying to do. Um, the content that I bring you is not content because I make it for the sake of content. It's because that's what I'm doing in my life at the time. It's what I'm focusing on at the time. And I want to share that with you in hopes to maybe share knowledge or gain knowledge from you. So going forward, that's where we're going to be. I just want to give you all an idea of kind of why and the thought process behind it. Maybe this will help. Um, anyways, I'm almost home. So uh, y'all take it easy. May God be with you and your family.